Welcome, friends. You are listening to the podcast for First Christian Church in Fort Myers, Florida. To learn more, join us online at fccfm.org. It is a blessing to be able to share God's Word with you today. Thanks for joining us. I'm loving this series as we are talking uh, about uh, improving our prayer life. I mean, I hope we want that. You know, the biggest shame would be that we talk about prayer for five weeks and our prayer life's not any better, you know? So I hope you don't just roll in here every week and go, well, that was good. wonder what next week is, but you don't pray any. So that's why we call it FaceTime, because if you're familiar with FaceTime, it enhances your communication. I mean, you got to step it up some when you FaceTime somebody. I mean, if, if we're talking on the phone, I can pretty much do anything else I want to do. You know, I mean, we're on the phone. But if we're FaceTiming, you're there and there's a picture and I'm supposed to be looking at you and you're supposed to be looking at me, which again, if you've ever FaceTimed somebody and they don't do that, they just go on doing what they're doing and they're walking around carrying their phone, but they want to FaceTime, it's a little offensive, isn't it? You're like, hey, I thought you wanted to amp this up a little bit and now you're ignoring me. And I think maybe sometimes God feels that way. Our prayer is opportunity for a step into God's presence. And sometimes I catch myself just kind of doing all my other stuff at the same time and not really focusing. So the goal is to, to step up our prayer time. Somebody said the tragedy, the tragedy in our culture is not unanswered prayer, but unoffered prayer. And I realized that, that if you're like me, we talk about praying a lot. We're like, oh yeah, we should pray about that. Oh yeah, let's pray, let's pray. And then if I look at the, actually the total amount of time I'm praying, it's kind of insignificant compared to how much I talk about prayer. So our goal in these weeks is just to amp up our prayer time, just to realize this amazing gift that God has given us. So let's start by saying the prayer together, okay? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. A little review. Week one, Pastor Jimmy kicked this off by talking about our father and the importance of that relationship. What an amazing privilege that we can be God's children, that when we become his followers, when we become Christians, that we're adopted into the family. And so that gives us access in a way that non-family members don't have. I told you a few weeks ago, remember like, you can ask me for some things, but some things you can't because you're not my kid. But if you're my kid, you're gonna ask, you can ask for anything. You might not get it, but I don't mind you asking. The second week we talked about the holiness of God. Hallowed be thy name. And the recognition of who he is and that holiness that he is and just helps us perspective as we enter into this prayer time. And then last week, we talked about your kingdom come, your will be done. The prayer that never fails uh, on earth as it is in heaven. And that importance of your kingdom come, starting with me. I want to learn to live according to your kingdom. And Jesus gives us all this instruction for kingdom living. And when we're praying this part of the prayer, we're saying, Okay, I submit myself to your lordship. I want your kingdom to come the way I live and the way I respond, the way I obey, the way I, everything I do, I want it to be about your kingdom, not about mine. And then we talked about the energy that we use, you know, as on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, man, I think people are lining up to do something God wants. 
You know, nobody's sneaking to the back of the line. Nobody's saying, let somebody else do it this time. Everybody is just right there. As soon as God has a thought, they're like, I want to do it. I want to do it. And that anticipation that we have each day as we pray, God, your kingdom come, your will be done, and let me be a part of it. Let me do something today that will impact your kingdom. Now, this morning we get to verse 11. These seven words uh, give us today our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. And uh, as Sean mentioned, we know about bread. We know the, the importance of bread. We know how much we like bread. And if we looked at the prayer kind of takes a change here. Those first three phrases were very deeply spiritual. It was about God and who he is and his holiness and his kingdom and all. And then there's like this line that kind of changes the prayer. And, and we move from the spiritual stuff to the physical stuff. And I, I think that's a good indication when Jesus was teaching us to pray and he said, this is how you pray. I think that's something that should happen for us first. You know, that we deal with some spiritual recognition of who God is, that we're stepping in his presence before we start our list. But too often we're kind of like that young spoiled child, aren't we? I think if you think about God's got 7 billion people on earth going, gimme, 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 gimme. You know, if you've ever had your kids do that, you know, it's like, you know, you would just like appreciation sometime. You'd like for them to be aware. If you've ever stood, uh, stood in the grocery store in line behind somebody who's kid, you know, and they throw that fit, they're like, gimme candy, gimme candy, gimme candy. And you're like, mom, I'll give you a belt you can use. That would be a good thing for this kid, you know, or, you know, and he, or, or you're just thanking God it's not your kid, you know, doing that at the time. But if we're not careful, if we don't spend the time spiritually preparing, if we just jump to the physical, I think we miss the depth of prayer and the things that prayer can do. So he tells us those first three, and then we get to this part in verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. And I just want to give you four thoughts that, that came to me as I studied this this week, just four things about uh, this sentence that I think can help us in our prayer time. Number one, this is a good reminder to me that God is the provider of all things. When I say, give me this day, give us this day our daily bread, it just reminds me everything I have comes from him. James says, every good gift comes from the Father above. In Deuteronomy Moses uh, is getting ready to send the children off to the promised land. He, he's not going. So he's led the people from Egypt. They've wandered for 40 years. Now they're standing there getting ready to go again. And in Deuteronomy, Moses steps up and starts giving them instruction. You know, and he doesn't leave much out. It's a rather long instruction. Actually, it starts about chapter four. He starts saying, you know, be obedient. He gives them the Ten Commandments again. He reminds them there's only one God. He says, man, you gotta be wholehearted. You gotta tell your kids. There's that great Deuteronomy six where it says, post it on your forehead, put it on your door. When they're laying down, when they're getting up, remind your kids. That's Moses telling all of them as they get ready to go in the promised land about all this stuff. And then in chapter eight, he calls them to remember all the things that God taught him, all the things that God taught him. And he said, you know, the reason he gave you bread was so you would depend on him. And you're going to go into this land that is just going to be rich. And you're going to find cities you didn't build. And you're going to find these fruit trees and all this amazing stuff. And he says, he gave you, he gave you that bread every day and only for the day. And then in verse 17, he says, he did this so you would never say to yourself, I achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. 
Remember the Lord your God. He's the one who gives you the power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. When I say give us this day our daily bread, when I have entered into God's presence, it's a reminder to me of who the provider is, that it's not me. And we like to say, well, I did this and I did that and I've accomplished this and look what I have. And it's just a good reminder of no. God is the provider of all things. He's given me the strength. He's given me the, the wisdom. He's given me everything that I need that has been a part of my story to this point. I think it's good for us to remind our kids of that. Parents, remind your children, everything we have, it's not because daddy worked real hard, it's not because mommy won the lottery, it's not because we had rich grandparents, it's because God provides everything that we have. I remind my kids of that even after they got married. In fact, at their weddings, you know, they're there and they've got all these gifts and they walk up and go, wow, look at all the stuff. I said, you know where this is from? It's from my friends, your friends don't have any money. <laughs> and I would just remind them, I'd say, you know, all these gifts, all these gifts are from your friends at First Christian Church. Oh no, they're my friends from First Christian Church. Your friends don't have anything. You know, just wanted to remind them of those kind of things. And it's good for us to be reminded, God's our provider. I don't have anything that he hasn't written into my story. And so when I read this, give us today our daily bread, it reminds me who that provider is. Second thing it reminds me when I read that verse is my dependence on him that I need to understand and I need to remind myself that I can depend on him and that I should depend on him. In 1965, there was a movie called Shenandoah and it's an old movie with Jimmy Stewart and uh, which I realize 70% of you don't know who Jimmy Stewart is. And uh, he's, he's, this, he's this actor. And in the movie, he's a landowner. And he is uh, set down with his adult children. His wife is dead. And he prays for their meal. Here's his prayer. I can't do Jimmy Stewart. I was going, I can't. Lord, no, I can't. Lord, we cleared this land. We plowed it. We sowed it and harvested it. We cooked the harvest. It wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be eating it if we hadn't done it all ourselves. We work dog bone hard for every crumb and morsel, but we thank you just the same anyway, Lord, for the food we're about to eat, amen. <laughs> and we're like, what an offensive prayer. But sometimes my thought processes are just as offensive. I'm like, God, you know, I worked hard for what I have. I, I worked, you know, God, I had, you know, and, and thank you, I know I can pray, God bless me, God provide. But daggone it, I'm the one that put in the time. And I have to remind myself when I say this prayer that my dependence is on him, not on myself. My prayer needs to be more like this guy. In Proverbs 30, it was written by a guy named Agur. And uh, in verse seven, or verse, yeah, seven through nine, he says this. Oh God, I beg two favors from you. Let me have them before I die. First, help me never to tell a lie. Second, give me neither poverty nor riches. Give me just enough to satisfy my needs. For if I grow rich, I may deny you and say, who's the Lord? And if I'm too poor, I may steal and thus insult God's holy name. That's more the prayer. The prayer of dependence on God for our daily bread. That's what I think God was doing with Israel when he gave them that bread every day. If you remember the instructions when God gave them manna, he said, you go out every morning and you pick up what you need for today, don't pick up any more. 
But you know, there's always humans that think we know more than God. So some would gather, you know, enough for two or three days thinking, well, wouldn't it be smarter to have a week's worth and not have to go do it again? You know, and, and it would go bad. There'd be worms in it the next day. Except when God said, gather enough for two days because I don't want you gathering on the Sabbath. And then miraculously, it would last for two days. He wanted them to know daily you can depend on me. For 40 years, he wanted them to know this before they went into the promised land. He wanted to ingrain it in them. And sadly, we still saw that they forgot. I was with a friend Friday. We were talking about this. And he said he had read a study that if you feed a dog three days, he'll remember for three years. You feed a man three years, he'll remember three days. How sad that we forget what God has done for us. And this is a good place in the prayer to just remember, I can depend on God. I think thirdly, this is a good request that we say for today. We get so caught up in worry about the future, don't we? Most all of our worries are about tomorrow or next week or next month or what's gonna happen 10 years from now or how am I gonna be, what am I gonna do? And, and we get all worried and this is like, Today's enough. God's going to provide for me today. And, and so often we miss what God wants to do for us today because we're worrying about the future and all the things that come with that. For the rest of this chapter, the rest of chapter 6, Jesus addresses that. If we go on and we read like in verse 19, he talks about don't store up our treasures on earth. You know, don't get so caught up with that where our treasure is, that's where our heart's going to be. Then he says in verse 25, that's why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Don't worry if you have enough food or drink or clothes. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the, bear, uh, the birds and he says, look at the plants. Don't you see God takes care of them? Don't you know he'll take care of you? And he says, why do you have so little faith? You don't, so don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And you have everything you need. When I have entered to in God's presence, my Father's presence, knowing the amazing privilege of that, when I have spent time thinking about his holiness and that he still lets me in his presence and that he actually grants me a holiness through the righteousness of Jesus and what he did on the cross, when I know that I can be a part of his kingdom and that he can accomplish things through me if I let his will be done, it's gonna be the best possible story he could write for me and then when I pray, give us this day, it takes away the worry about the future. It helps me see that in every situation this day, in everything that happens this day, God's going to provide for me not just physical things, not just bread. He's going to provide for me opportunities. He's going to provide for me interaction with people. He's going to bring things my way that only he can bring. But if I am not focusing on today and I'm just thinking about next week and oh, I gotta have this done, but you know, I got none, three years from now, I gotta have this done and I gotta have, and I miss the beauty of his provision for the day. God promises every day he provides what we need. And this is a great reminder in this prayer. The fourth thing I see in this, when I'm praying this prayer, man, it is a declaration of my contentment. I need that declaration daily. I need to, to remind myself that I, contentment is something I should be about. Contentment with what God brings me. Contentment with what God gives me. In 1 Timothy, Paul was writing to his young friend and he says, true godliness with contentment itself is great wealth. 
After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world. We can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let's be content. This perspective of daily bread, that whatever God brings me today, July, thank you, 11th. (laughs) Whatever God brings me today, July 11th, whatever opportunities, whatever interactions, the relationships renewed this morning, the things, whatever God brings me, it's all I need. I can be content at the end of the day to say, God, thank you. You provided my daily bread. Everything was just what I needed. I asked you this past week to help me with, uh, with bread. How many of you did that? Thank you. By the way, tell me what your favorite bread was. That must be all the online people. None of you in the room did it. Thank you. Appreciate that, though. Most of you are going, you're on Facebook? I never see you on there. I don't know. Thank you for being my friend. <laughs> a bunch of people responded, okay? It wasn't you. But I just asked people, what's your favorite bread and what's your favorite topping? Hands down. Well, first of all, I've never heard of some of the bread. I mean, it was crazy. There was some variety. Chala? Is that a bread? Chala. Thank you. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to offend. Just didn't. I just never heard of it. But, but hands down, homemade bread. Just a loaf of homemade bread. The basics was everybody's favorite. And then I asked for toppings. I said, man, there were some crazy toppings, you know, of, of all the different things. But you know the number one? What was it? Butter. <laughs> just, just butter. Butter and homemade bread. That's all I need. You know, just nothing fancy. Just the basics. When it comes to something like that, we go, yeah, that's enough. That's enough. I would be content. I don't need all the fancy. I'll be content with bread. Jesus in his teachings, seven different times in scripture, he said, I am something. He said, I am the light, I am the shepherd, I am the way. In John six, he is teaching uh, and he says, I'm the bread. Actually, and where this happens, in John six, it's the longest chapter in the Bible or in the New Testament. In John 6, he feeds the 5,000 men, and then there's women and children. So he gives them a teaching, then he gives them food, and they go, this is a good deal. Let's make him king. Free food and short sermons. You know, how much better does it get than this? So they say, let's make him king. He sees this is going on. He takes his disciples down and gets in a boat and gets them shoved off toward Capernaum because he didn't want them caught up in that mess. And he goes up on the mountain to pray. During the night, he leaves, he goes down and he walks on the water. That's that time. And he gets in the boat. He gets to Capernaum with disciples the next morning. All the people that he fed, they camp out on the bank. The people from Capernaum, the early fishermen that morning, they head over. They get to where all this crowd is. And they go, breakfast time, where is he? And they go, who? It's Jesus. Well, we just saw him in Capernaum. No way, man. We got to go find him. He's going to feed us. He's going to be our king. So they all run to Capernaum. They get to Capernaum and Jesus is there and they come up again and they go, what's for breakfast? And he gives them this teaching about bread and he says, I have so much more for you. In verse 26, he says, I tell you the truth, you want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understand the miracles. I've got so much more for you than just physical bread. I got so much more for you than just bread. And he tries to explain it to them. And he says, I tell you the truth, you know, all this. In verse 34, they go, yeah, but sir, can you give us that bread every day like we had yesterday? Can you, can you just, okay, that's great. Talk about all this other stuff, but we're hungry. 
You know, it's, it's going on brunch time here. Come on, we got to have some more bread. And so he teaches them some more. And verse 41 says they begin to murmur. And by verse 66, at this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. When we say, give us this day our daily bread, it is so much more than a loaf of wonder. It is so much more than something we're going to put in our mouth. God says, I have so much more for you. And when you know who I am and you know the relationship you have with me as my child and you want to be a part of the kingdom which is changing the world and it's going to be forever and eternity, then when you ask me for daily bread, I know that you understand you're asking for so much more. And when we start our day with that, then we can look at the amazing things God does. And when we lay down at the end of the day, we can say, God, what an amazing day. It was so much more than just the bread. But thank you for providing. Thank you for providing, for being something I can trust in. Thank you for that. Give us this day our daily bread. Let's say the prayer again. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. That's the pattern that God invites us to be a part of. If you're here this morning and we can connect with you in any way, if we can help you connect to Jesus, in a moment when we stand, everybody heads that way, we're gonna be down front. Why don't you come this way? Let us tell you more about the Lord and Savior that can change your life and transform your heart. If you're watching online and we can connect and help you, there's ways for you to do that. Just let us know how we can pray for you. How can we be a part of your life, of what's going on? And uh, we just thank you for that. If you want someone to pray with you this morning, if you make your way to the cross, when the service is over, there'll be people there to pray. Let's stand. And let's pray before we walk out of here this week, spending more face time with God than we did last week, okay? God, I thank you. Thank you for your word. I thank you for your patience with us. Thank you for the invitation that we can step into your throne room and spend time with you as our Father. Thank you for providing what we need. Open our eyes to the ways that you do that that we never see. God, forgive us when we worry when we're distracted about the future, when we should be focusing on your love and grace this day. God, we leave here committed for your kingdom to come and your will be done in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We pray this message has been a blessing to you. If we can pray for you or encourage you in any capacity, please let us know at FCCFM.org.